G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The award-winning crunch time. We are gearing up for today's games thanks to Dometic. Go on your next adventure, Dometic.com. Bulldogs and Giants, Crows and North Melbourne. In the middle, the Suns and the Cats. The Derby, Fremantle and West Coast. But the undoubted highlight is Melbourne and Carlton, which we will get to in a few moments' time. This is uh, each week we have dedicated to the trade discussion of the previous week. Luke Hodge and Dermot Burton, you can have a listen to what Sam Edmonds got for us as to how the past seven days have unfolded. Sammy, it's all yours. Well, Tim Tarano is a really interesting watch at the moment. So Richmond right in the mix here. I know he's been linked heavily with Collingwood, but uh, Richmond coming hard for Tim Taranto as well. And so the Pies have got a dog in the fight, each along to some extent as well, even though the Cats uh, like the thought of Jacob, Jacob Hopper in the hoops next year. So they're slightly different. I mean, neither has reached free agency status. Tarano is 24, Hopper's 25, but Tarano's out of contract, Hopper is not. So logically speaking, Jacob Hopper will be harder to acquire, but that's the path the Cats want to go down. I think Tim Tarano, if you're sitting here right here right now, you're saying he's either going to be at Punt Road or he's going to be at Collingwood next year. Dugowie will either be at Collingwood or St Kilda next year. I, I think if you're a betting man, you, you're putting your chips in the, the Collingwood corner at the moment, and he stays at the price that is right for Collingwood. Brody Grundy is on at the moment. Uh, this Rule out GWS, but he was blown away by the Melbourne presentation, I'm told, that he was so impressed by what the vision that Melbourne set, the, their professionalism, um, what they sold to him. And Melbourne have been here before. They got in front of Adam Chera last year when he was well down the path to Carlton. And Adam Chera left that meeting blown away again by what the Demons had to say and the vision they painted. The only problem for, for him was that Melbourne didn't have the levers to pull to get him in the door, so he ended up going to Carlton. So it doesn't mean that Melbourne are going for Brody Grundy as a priority. I mean, I'm told they might want to go younger, they might want to go cheaper, but they have met with him and they have been very impressive in terms of getting in front of Brody Grundy. So do they potentially win another couple of flags with Grundy um, in there as a ruckman? That's going to be debated going forward. Jack Gunston. Now, Brisbane have not spoken to him directly, but they've certainly made an inquiry about getting Jack Gunston up to the gab. And now the, the Lions have definitely asked the question of Buddy Franklin as well. So what's happened up there is they've known for months that Dan McStay is going to be going. Has Dan McStay told them formally? No. But the people up there know that Dan McStay is going to end up at the Pies next year. So they're well down the planning path to the point whereby if McStay somehow backflips and stays, they might have a problem. But that's not going to happen. He's going to leave. And now who do they replace him with? So he's got a decision to make at Hawthorne, Jack Gunston. And Hawthorne have got a decision to make with him. So those talks are happening at the moment. He's 30 years of age. He has reached free agency status at the Hawks. And he's out of contract as well. And I think post the back issues. He's shown some real signs of life this year and would have a couple of good years of footy left in him. Well, let's let our Hawthorne legends kick that one around. Well, the Gunston one, he's had two bags of five in the back half of the season and I think he's shown that uh, he still has a lot of good footy left in him. To me, there, as a Hawthorne follower, uh, uh, there's a bit of romance in keeping some of these players and I would like, and notwithstanding the fact that he went to Adelaide at the start of his career and Hawthorne got him when he was still a young, young man. He feels a Hawthorne person. Um, yeah, I'd like the romance of him being as good as a one-club player in 
in essence, of the, the crux of his career. So I'd hope that is the case, and I think he's still very capable. Because if he, he leaves, you're probably then saying to yourself, what senior wise head do we have to place next to Mitch Lewis next year? And it's the same problem that he's probably somebody would say he's going to go and fix somewhere else. Hodgie, what about if you came at from Gunston's <coughs> perspective? Um, oh, if you're a top four team, you would be definitely asking the question for Jack because he's such a quality player. I think the big question last year when a lot of the senior Hawthorne players were, were put on the table for trade, or the, the, the older ones, the, it was the, the back operations which people were having doubt with. And, and as Derm said, he's, he's had a couple bags of five in the last few weeks. He's looking really good. He's looking fit. He looks like his hunger for football is definitely still there. So I guess apart from... From Jack's point of view, is is he looking to, to move in a state? Um, mm. Players, when you get to that age, you, you, you do want to be comfortable. You do want to stay in and around familiar faces. Um, and he's gone through a bit this year, Jack, um, personally. Uh, so, look, I, I guess that's a big call that he's got to make. Is he willing to, to move away from, from Melbourne, where, he's, where his family are, to, to go somewhere else? But... I, I definitely think Hawthorne would be keen to keep him just for, as Derm said, to help Mitch Lewis, but also what he's been able to produce. And he's got the flexibility. He can play half forward, play wing, play back. Uh, and he's done all those roles with success in the past. Yeah, they're life decisions as much as footy ones, aren't they, a lot of the time. And, yeah, and some people at, at his age, uh, some people deal with it really well. Luke clearly dealt with it well going to Brisbane when perhaps he thought he wasn't going to continue on. Um some of some of us struggled when we went interstate at a certain age because you're too set in your life. Your business interests are in your home state. So, and because he's a free agent, it's not like Hawthorne are going to get a lot back or in the other way. But it, it certainly helps Brisbane. I think it's smart business if you're Brisbane because they don't have to use a pick, and we know that they'll need to sandbag a lot of their picks for the father sons Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher as well, who they're committed to. So they're going to need all the picks they've got. If they are able to convince and Hawthorne let Jack Gunston go, then I think that's good business. He joins as a free agent and it's McStay out Gunston in. If, if there was no... so If, if his father wasn't um, uh, Marcus Ashcroft, would he, what number would he go? Oh, he's right at the pointy end. Yeah, right. So you're saying he's number one? Or he's, in the, he's on the podium. Yeah, he's in the conversation, yeah. I don't, I'm no he's draft expert, but that's speaking to people who, who uh, the track watchers, if you like, of the, the foot industry, so he's right up there. Dyson Apple, Jared's been a really fascinating case. And I, I have a bit of sympathy for Dyson because Essendon were very slow to come to the contract table here. In fact, they didn't come at all for a large portion of the year. And when they did... The offer wasn't a terrific one. It was a one-year deal and not a belter financially. So then the Gold Coast come in. Two as a player, two as a coach, four-year package. That was the indication. They spoke to him. They flew down. They met with him as well. So Dyson, as you'd understand, it started after the shock of it all, it started to get his head around the fact that, well, maybe it won't be a bad thing. Go up there, um, change of scene. You know, uh, he got his head around it. He was warming to it. And then in the meantime, the Bombers improved their offer and the Suns went cold. Now, if you want an understanding, yeah, of like how, a bit of understanding exactly of how ruthless this industry is, I mean, the Suns were angered by the Bombers going for Rankin. Now, there's no love lost between the two clubs at the trade table, I'm told. So the Suns agreed to pay a portion of Peter Wright's wages well in a trade going back a couple of years. So if you're looking at it with a sceptical mind, you're thinking the Suns have planted the seed and they've made Essendon pay more. Now, that's a big ruse to get that far, Jared. But what's fair to say is that there is no love lost between those two clubs. And, yeah, they're interested in Dyson Apple, but now that it's potentially fallen through from a Gold Coast perspective and the Essendon have upped their offer, 
I don't think their hearts are bleeding over it, to be honest. That's where we sit with him. And Isaac Rankin, we wait, as do the Suns, hoping for the best but fearing the worst from their point of view anyway, and that is that he accepts that $4 million over five-year contract laid out by the Adelaide Crows, which is a, which is a big one. It could be a big move. Can, can, just to go back to Brody Grundy, so he is sitting in an entertaining club offers mm. from other people. He is actively participating in interviews yes. with other teams. Yes. So that makes a mockery of the 20 years ago, the anti-poaching laws, doesn't it? It's, um, it's, it's, so it, do you think he's emotionally out the door? I think, I think he's, his read is that Collingwood are, um, they would like to see him out the door. Yeah, so he, do, you, do you think after I that think read, do you I think he's emotionally got I his head he around, I'm leaving? hearted but God, if they don't want me and there's this neat little cue, I, I suppose I better see where my heart lies. So you, you, in your dealings, you've spoken to Brody Grundy in person before. Have you ever had a... a, a, a Longish conversation with him. Yeah, I might. Yep, once or twice. Oh, he doesn't strike me as the fellow, a fellow who will say, "This hurts." I've been viewed as uh, um, my 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 salary needs to be sacrificed here. Not me as the player. He strikes me as a player who could look at that philosophically and not be hurt yep. by it. Mm. it. It would be you. It would be mildly confusing, would it not, to be offered seven years, seven million, and then for it so quickly to be, uh, but I thought we were going to live yeah. together for the rest of our football careers. Mildly confusing, because they didn't know that uh, Darcy Cameron was going to be as capable. <laughs> but he, so what you've, got, what, what you've got there is somebody capable of filling the role, perhaps not the actual ruck role as well as Brody's best, but capable of filling it and still having the team win at a far more reasonable price. But he's That's still what Collingwood yep. are thinking. He's still in a pretty good position, though, so it's not as if he's sitting in it. Where are Collingwood now? They've moved down to third because of Brisbane Lions, but... It's not as if he's going from a team that's third down to 15 or 16. He's looking at a side that's the reigning premiers. And then he's also Geelong, another one who, who have been crying out for a ruckman for a long time. So mm. at least the ball's in his court. It's not someone where they're saying, get out and you, we, we want you to go to a team that's not playing finals over the next few years. He's, he's got pretty appealing offers from, from quality clubs. Mm. Yeah, so his motivation's got to be, well, I'll, I'll go show you. I'll go win a few flags. <laughs> yeah, he said, he, as I said, I, I had... A wonderful opportunity to speak to him. I reckon for 60 minutes at one of these functions and just hearing the way he talked about life. And I think he'll deal with it quite philosophically. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? No, but I think it's good business that Collingwood, people get on them, they're going to be paying maybe $600,000 a year for two players to play against them. But if it means you get Taranto in, Bobby Hill in, McStay, and you better balance your list, maybe it's not a bad thing. But the salary cap's going to go up. Can I ask you a question on so, having seen the boys, trained with them, know them inside out, Taranto and Hopper, are they? it seems like they're going to definitely lose one. Is it more of a chance that they'll definitely lose both? I think there's a real chance they lose both. Yeah, absolutely. This will be a target. This won't be an exodus, but it'll be a targeted parting of the ways with a lot of players up there. Tanner Bruin as well, Bobby Hill, and the list goes on and on because this is their lot. This is where they're at. They, they went all in for the flag. didn't quite work mm. out. Now, as we've seen with other clubs before, they, they need to 
make room at the back end, bail some water out of the boat if you like. They're slightly different players. I think Hopper's better at the source. His figures don't show that this year clearly because he spent so much time out of the game. He's better at the source. Taranto's figures look better at the source. Taranto's a better goal kicker, but we haven't seen that come to the fore either. Hopper's better at the source with his sidestep and ability to find a, a, a tiny gap in space in the traffic. So they are very, very similar players. But if you're asking me, I think Taranto's more likely to leave than... Than Hopper. Well, he's a, he is a Riverina boy originally, isn't he, Hopper? I think, I think so. I'll have yep. a look. Yep. Yep. The bounce back for Juraveg, providing erosion control and environmental vegetation, revegetation. It's, so tonight it's Melbourne and Carlton, which is absolutely perfect. And all the sub stories that have gone into this, just give me your best 60 seconds, Derm, on the Blues and the Ds tonight at the G. Whoa. Uh, uh... Well, I, think, I still think, and with all respect to how good the Cats are going, I think when, when every team gets their desired result, I still can't get away from the feeling that Melbourne's best footy is best in the comp. Will they find it, though? There's something about the Blues this year. There's a lot of fight in them. They've been off the boil in the back half of the year. We know that. I'd like a bit of... A bit of argy-bargy off the field during the wheel some during the week some people say oh that's upset them that will you know their mind has been off it i reckon there's nothing like a good fight to actually prepare you for it and then it's like we've got him yes yeah. and they all run out and they're all all running in the same direction i think it'll be a beauty i think carlton will press them a lot more than people are thinking single figure margin Expect that Melbourne's backline might be able, oh, might be, will be able to hold them to under 14 goals, and I think Melbourne might be able to kick the 14. What a great night ahead. We're gearing up for all the action today for Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.